Ranch. WGNS Murfreesboro. This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. I have my longtime buddy Bill Kennedy on. And, uh, um, Bill, you have had an interesting life. <laughs> yes, uh, at least. You, you came from Pittsburgh, which yeah. was interesting. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, I'm always open minded to hire people coming. <laughs> No, you aren't. Yes, I was. <laughs> I, I'm still hearing about it today. But you, you uh, came from Pittsburgh and came on down to play at MTSU football. Yeah. Very good football player and very respected. And I remember the coach calling me and telling me what a fine man you are and what a great uh, football player. And I had a relationship with the coach and, and – uh, and the uh, strength people that that work with at MTSU, and uh, I, I got to meet you, and I was really wanting you to get started on patrol, mm-hmm. but you said no. I I want to work in detention for a while, and I never have understood that. Not that detention is not a good job, but yeah. it, you you seemed like you were more made for. Um, being on the road and and um, having a great relationship with the people who live in Rutherford County. Well, that's that's a funny story, is because I I went to school to become a teacher and coach. I had dreamt yeah. about becoming a teacher and coach my entire life. I just loved working with young people and yeah. and I love sports so much. And there that last year um, after I was done playing, I had four years that I played for uh, Old Boots. Um, I had gotten married and I had to find a job and I was working in this bar that was doing things illegal and I said man I can't work here because you know if I get popped in this bar that uh, somebody let me write that down what bar? <laughs> <laughs> if I get popped in this bar I can never yeah. be a teacher and a coach so um, Greg Dotson uh, yeah. was a good friend of mine back then and he said hey why don't you come over here and do this until you're ready to become a teacher and coach. And I said, okay, let's do this. It's my last year. I was had the only thing I had left was my student teaching. And then you convinced me. And I, I was like, man, I don't want to do this. But he said, well, just try this. Because I, I was a detention officer and I was getting through my student teaching and I was doing everything to become a teacher and coach. And you said, yeah. just try this. And I said, okay. And then I went to the academy, and then I got out on the road, and then I made the SWAT team, and then the SRO program started, and you just sucked me in. I was like, oh, man. I, I just, Those were all the fun things. <laughs> the, yeah, I loved everything about it. Yeah. I, I loved everything about 
not 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 just the fun things about being a a police officer that uh, you know when you're young, yeah, a young police officer. But then when the school resource officer program started, and then I got to teach, I got to coach, and then I got to be on the SWAT team, which meant I get knocked down doors and chase bad guys. Yeah. So it was everything I ever wanted, and so then you know my career just completely turned a different path, and and of course as a school resource officer that was really my my true calling, but. But man, it was fun. That you know, just that, those first couple of years were just absolutely so much fun. So, I think uh, a lot of uh, people they misconstrue what police officers or law enforcement officers go through and how they are regarded by some groups. Like, let's say in in the the criminal group, mm-hmm. and I never will forget. Uh, they had a riot over at the workhouse, yeah. and they were just waiting for the officers to show up because they're going to show them a That's, thing or two. Yeah, and um, I was over there with you guys, and uh, uh, we opened the doors to go in, and their eyes bugged out because mm-hmm. they said, "What in the world?" <laughs> it's it's like a bunch of supermen going in there because we put. Uh, a person's ability to take care of things um, because of the strength and and the the training that you guys had gone through. And that was one of those fun things that I was watching, and I said, this is pretty neat. This is pretty neat. Yeah, so there was 40 inmates in in the cell block. Yeah. And um, and it was an open cell block. It wasn't closed, so it was all open air. And so they had barricaded the door. Yeah. I mean, and with everything that they could inside. And I had the shield. I was the number one guy about to go in because I was about to knock down the barricade. And all of a sudden, this huge boulder comes th- flying through that barricade and hits my shield. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be a, a fight. I mean, yeah. we're going to have to fight because they're, you know, and and you gave the word to go. And I knocked down that barricade. And it was only 12 of us going in at the time. Yeah, and as soon as as soon as we knocked down that barricade, all forty of them just went straight down to their bellies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, they all just they just they didn't want any part of that, and yeah. so that that was that was an interesting experience. You know, uh, I think sometimes the good Lord looks down and puts people in a situation where they really belong, and there's no doubt in my mind that when you went in the school resource officer program and you were able to deal with kids and 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 the education process um i think that that's where you really belonged and you were able to pass that on to each uh, school resource officer as they came in and i think the first five that we had and you were one of them of course you went to oakland uh, and uh, I think that that was a major uh, plus for us in the school resource office program. Of course, we were the first in Tennessee, but we had the right people at the right time, and we were able to address the problems that the schools had in, in that particular uh, situation. And I was so proud of you guys in the way that you were able to adjust to it, and uh, because. At that time, the kids were not used 
to having that type of, uh, uh, you might say, adjustment uh, in their schools and in their classrooms. And it made a big deal. Like we've seen a lot of changes since then because sometimes uh, the law changes and not in a positive way on how you, you can have that type of structure in the schools. Well, I agree 100% that it was a true calling for me because, like I said, I had never intended to do what we, what we did. Yeah. Uh, my intentions were completely opposite. I was I was wanting to be the best football and wrestling coach in the, in the United States. That was my goal and a teacher. And um, I just fell into – I mean, I, you know, it was the Lord's plan to put me into education so that I could to, to get into – the school resource officers and then try to make a difference in that in that in that respect yeah. and uh and you're right it's all about hiring the best talent we had some of the best guys like dan france yeah um and uh you know he's got his own concrete company now he does and that's a, that's a great story you need to have old dan france on yeah i'd time. love to have dan um he has you know he had some great stories especially like with bubba howe and what have you but yeah old dan france was one of my kids at oakland when i was a school resource officer and um and when he when he graduated i actually got to coach him uh when i was at oakland when i was uh at the as a football coach and he he came to the sheriff's department looking for a job and i said okay yeah let's try to get you a job over here and you hired him yeah of course that was a great choice because he's just an amazing young man and then i said oh man i'm going to get him over here as an sro and then you know i think a, a year or two on the road and then he got over at school resource officer division we put him over there at riverdale which he just flourished and then you know, I got you to promote him to a sergeant. And he, I mean, and then he said to himself, you know what? I'm going to go into business for myself. This is how talented. That and I it, tried to talk him out of it. Yeah. <laughs> the, and it, yeah. Which was smart on your part, but smart on his part to say, you know what? I'm yeah. going to go this other direction. And, you know, he's a flourishing uh, a business owner. Um, I was uh, worried about his future. And, uh, and uh, at, at that time, I didn't really know. Uh, what direction he would go yeah. uh, in, in the concrete uh, uh, man but there are uh, MTSU does have concrete mm -hmm. management now yeah. and, and uh, uh, all of those people seem to be flourishing they're so oh, yeah. successful well you know he hired uh, Regina's son yeah, Lu Lucas, Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. and you know Lucas and Dan came over and poured my concrete for my, my new house the, a couple months ago and they are just doing such they do such a he good job he poured my uh, son's berries oh okay yeah and uh, did a great job now they can't drive on it yet I think you have a week <laughs> yeah. before you can drive on it That's so right. thank goodness he's got part of his uh, front property that goes to the road is level so mm. I, I went over and uh, watched uh, Tennessee get beat by Alabama but that was a great game I, I am really happy with with coach Heifel I think oh, he's gonna yeah. be special I tell you what compared to the last several years of Tennessee football coach Heifel has he's taken it to the next level and yeah. the and I think he's gonna be able to recruit some of the better five-star athletes just because of his system his yeah. system is fan phenomenal and i really wish they'd have beat old miss now that would have been that would have they been should the, have beat old miss they that would have been the That's icing a on the cake strange game yeah. i mean really strange you you know uh when, when uh buddy left and went down to uh um well he was he was preaching 
and then went down to Florida, and that's where he, he's living now, Buddy Royston. But when you took over, I, I knew that you were being highly successful because, because you always want perfection no matter what you're doing. And uh, I was uh, the only thing I worried about when you took that position over the school resource officer, would you have each one of the guys crying like poor Sean <laughs> when you were teaching him how to wrestle? Now, I, I mean, the first time I ever went over and watched Sean wrestle, and, and that's your youngest boy, yeah. uh, I was sitting there watching you, and all of a sudden, you were just in his face. No, that's not true. That yes, no, it is. Tell the truth. No. I, I wasn't more than two <laughs> feet away from you. I was sitting there watching poor little Sean cry, and uh, it, 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 it bothered me. Oh, you stopped that. Because, <laughs> because I'm, having the, I'm having the same problem with my grandson, uh -oh. uh, my grandson Walker, and he, it's, it's frustration. You know, they're, they're, they're getting in a situation where they're beating somebody then all of a sudden they get tore up and they start crying so my youngest uh, grandson um i'm trying to get him past that same stage yeah. and uh you know we're trying to start a new program over there at plainview elementary school and uh with uh, uh old dr gagne he's a he used to be the principal or used to be the um the wrestling coach in smyrna mm -hmm. and um and plainview elementary is one mile from my house and Oh wow! Yeah, he he called me, or we we talked on Facebook, and said, "Hey, come over here. Let's see if we can put a program together." And I was like, "Yeah, well, let's do this." And so we're we're hopefully going to put a, another wrestling program together um, at his elementary school over there, Plainview. So we're I'm really excited about that. What is the popularity of wrestling right now when you have so many other sports to compete with? Well, it's interesting when when we. We were the first ones to start wrestling in Rutherford County at the youth level at, yeah. in 1998. And we at the state championship, we only had 150 kids. And now at the state championship with uh, youth wrestling, we have 3,500 kids. Wow. So you can tell that over the last decade or so, or last two decades, that we have grown enormously. In fact, Tennessee under AAU ranks like number one or two in the entire nation in growth. Mm -hmm. And it's a very popular sport. Um, you know, and we, and really honestly, we try to find those young people who, um, you know, may that, you know, of course the popular sports, baseball, basketball, and football, you know, not everybody fits into that category. And I can yeah. remember, I can remember this, this young man, uh, his name was Ryan Neal. And one day he came into the wrestling room with a, instrument some kind of trombone or something like that he said i want to wrestle and i said well okay let's do this and he wasn't very coordinated he wasn't very talented he wasn't much of an athlete but by the time he graduated from high school he was he was beating the number two kid in the state and so now how does that happen well just training just pure training and one thing about wrestling is that you don't have to be the biggest strongest fastest kid but if you can learn the moves and you can learn the technique you can beat just about anybody and so he did he 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 had grit and that's one thing about wrestling if, if you can learn the moves it doesn't matter how big fast or strong you are that's you can you can win a lot of matches but you have to have some strength to get into that because well i'm not saying that you you can't have anything you know the, all those attributes will make you more successful yeah but i'm telling you it doesn't i'll put a 
a 150-pound wrestler against a 250-pound football player any day in a in a grappling situation if if my 150-pound wrestler knows the moves. I guarantee you he'll he'll put that that 250-pound lineman on his back. <laughs> guarantee it. I'm gonna find me a 250-pound lineman. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I guarantee it. That, does, that doesn't seem possible, but oh, it, yeah. it's like karate and all yeah, these other that's things. Right. You and yeah. you and I have been through all that stuff, mm -hmm. and, and uh, uh, I know that they teach that 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 you're going to be able to win in any situation, but um, I don't think Bruce Lee could have <laughs> take, taken some of these big boys. Uh, well, what about Reggie White? Could could Bruce Lee take R Reggie White down. Well, I, you know, I'm not a martial artist. Well, of course, artist. he's not around anymore. I'm not a martial artist. I'm I, I'm a wrestler, and <laughs> so I couldn't tell you I couldn't tell you what, who would have won that match. But I, I will tell you that if they grappled, if if a grappler had Reggie White, the grappler would would take Reggie White to the ground. Especially the, the, you know the BJJ stuff now, the jujitsu stuff. Um, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, um, the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, that stuff's amazing. You know, and all law enforcement's switching to that because you know it most most of the time everything goes to the ground anyway. Yeah. And if you find yourself on the back, you better on your back, you better know how to get off your back or you're in trouble. Yeah. And so all you know, a lot of law enforcement's going to that type of type of training, um, and it's good training. I I would suggest and recommend all uh, law enforcement get familiar with that type of training if not go get you know go get some uh expert training in it well i know the uh principal out at oaken was more than happy to have you <laughs> um uh, you you wrestled when you were in in pennsylvania i did and uh you were highly re regarded during that time but you came to mtsu mm -hmm. to play football yeah and uh I remember the principal calling me after you had been over there for just a few weeks, and uh, he said, Truman, he said, I am. Uh, I was thinking about retiring this year, but I think I'll go at a couple more years. <laughs> and basically, he was telling me how successful you had been when you first got over there and the respect that you had. Uh, and it... it you're big, and you you could handle every one of them over there at the school at the time, and the the people were in awe of how you handled things, which made it a whole lot easier uh, to be able to structure the kids the way they needed to be. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I I think that sometimes in a school, if if the kids that uh, want to control the the school themselves, uh, if enough of them are there and and they have the mentality that they're going to run over the other kids, a lot of times they will do it. But when you have someone who changes the attitude of the kids by showing them you're not going to be pushing anybody around anymore in this school. Um, it it changes the the whole uh, uh, mind uh, 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 of the kids that are there because that first time that you had to go in there, uh, 
you probably had 200 kids out there watching yeah. uh, all, the melee that was going on. And then as soon as you uh, corrected the situation, uh, they, they went back to their classrooms and they were happy again. It, it was amazing. Well, if you can, and you know this, but for our audience, prior to the school resource officer program getting into the schools in 1993, there were, there were literally, literally riots in our yeah. schools, you know, yeah. especially at like pep rallies and what have you, where our poor educators and uh, administrators are having to deal with, you know, hundreds of kids fighting at one time. Yeah. And so, you know, we put an end to that by letting them know that there were going to be consequences for those actions. And, you know, right away, you know, and I think the, the, the incident that you're talking about were these two large, um, and they're high school kids, but, they, you know, they're probably, you know, they're basketball players. They're 6'5", 6'6", probably 230 pounds. They're huge men. Yeah. And they had gone at it. And so I was able to correct the situation by neutralizing both of them. And th that you're right. That kind of sent a message to the rest of the student body that we weren't playing anymore. Yeah. And that, the, you know, the, the days of thinking that you're going to get into, into a fight and nothing's going to happen were over. And then we took back our school's at that time and uh you know we've had a few instances since then but the the, the school resource officer program is literally 90 percent of the reason why our schools are under control yeah and they uh like what's going on in today's world with law enforcement officers are out there trying to protect all of the the good citizens um the the, the way it's been looked at now and and what's happening in schools it's like they don't want uh, peace in in the schools or in our country, and, and the law enforcement officers—they're trying to tie, uh, tie their hands in every way possible to to do their jobs, and it's uh, it's, it's something that I look on with disdain on how our leadership in this country has gone backwards when it comes to protecting our young people and our older people that, that live in, in uh, crowded areas where uh, they have to lock their doors as uh, soon as uh, the sun goes down. It, it's just, uh, it, 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 it's disgusting to me what, what's going on. And uh, doggone it, why can't they see when they see officers going out and, and bringing those people down, the ones that are trying to harm other people and take everything they own. When And the law enforcement officer's out there um, knowing that he may never go home to his family and, and his, and his uh, uh, wife and kids. And it's just, um, I, it's just like they're walking around with blinders on and they want to point their fingers at at, at somebody and uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll come right back sounds good the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5 FM 101.9 AM 1450 online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com Hi, my name is Patrick Garland, and I love living here at Adams Place. 
Well, exercise is what keeps me going. Uh, people don't realize that I'm 84. I get along well. I don't require any assistance in walking or doing what I want to do. I love travel, and I'm still traveling. I'm just enjoying life. I have invited several people to come here just to come to Adams Place to visit me and uh, see what it's like. And I love living here at Adams Place. Hello, this is Greg Tidwell from Bell Jewelers in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I think the main draw of why people come to Bell Jewelers is they are referred by their neighbors. People want to know who they can trust, and Bell Jewelers gets that call quite a bit. And we're very proud of it, and we take it very serious. Come by and see us at Bell Jewelers at 821 Northwest Broad Street. We're across the street from Tooth. We're open 10 to 6 during the week, 10 to 5 on Saturday, and close most Sundays. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Tempers flared on Sunday outside the South Church Street Kroger when somebody broke the rear window of a customer's SUV. Reports indicate the dust off was about a shopping cart left sitting in a parking space. Evidently, a man became so upset over another customer moving that shopping cart out of the parking space that he broke out the rear window of an SUV. This woman explains what happened to her vehicle when her husband moved the shopping buggy out of the parking spot. My husband is out of the park, out of the car to move his buggy. And he gets upset because my husband moves the buggy. And then he proceeds to pull out a, a machete knife. And then he gets out of the car and he busts out my window. Because he said we're disrespecting him when he left his buggy in the thing. And all we did was move his buggy. She also told WG and us her two grandchildren were sitting in the SUV when the window was broken. The young children were on Hertz with the glass shattered. News Radio WGNS has an update to a story we told you about earlier this month involving a stolen garden tiller. Now an arrest has been made. Police detectives have identified and arrested 37-year-old Nicholas Matthew Waller as one of the men who stole that tiller from a business on West Burton Street October 7th. Waller remains behind bars at the Rutherford County Adult Detention Center, unable to post bond. Tennessee lawmakers are set to hold a special session for the third time this year. The session on Wednesday will focus on COVID-19 mandates. Among the bills that have been pre-filed is one that would make private employers liable for side effects of mandated COVID-19 vaccinations, classifying the side effects as injuries. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Skies will become mostly sunny here this afternoon with a high in the low 60s. North winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy skies, a low near 40. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 50. 51.
Premier 6 Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go see a movie.com. Popcorn Pop Fresh Daily, their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go see a movie.com. Premier 6 on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. He had died. And welcome back with Bill Kennedy. You can evidently hear the the show coming back on. Bless your heart. Uh, could you have ever had a more fun job and a job that made you when things went right you felt pretty good when you got home didn't you oh yeah uh, you know i could there's hundreds of stories you know I, and then the difference is and i and you know my the last part of my career the last 10 years of my career i was on patrol in lebanon and Boy, that's a step down. Yeah. And so it was, you know, thank God I had a job and then I was able to retire in law enforcement. That, that, that was a blessing. But comparing that 10 years on patrol compared to the first 20 in, w- w- through the sheriff's office and the school resource officer program was night and day. Yeah. And, uh, I, and till this day, I'll be in Home Depot or I'll be someplace and somebody will come up and say, Officer Kennedy, do you remember? That makes you feel good. Oh, yes. You know, even even those young people who, you know, I had to deal with in a law enforcement capacity, they'll come up and thank me for putting them on the right path. And so that is the true reward. Yeah. That, that is truly what makes what made it all worth it. So, yeah, absolutely. That was an amazing, fun job. Sometimes you have to have special people in your life to change you around because we all have gone through mm-hmm. times where uh, we we never knew where we we're going to land up or, or or something like that and uh, I, I know that they school kids a lot of times can have really bad uh, influences in their lives and, and I, I guess we've all going th- uh, through those particular times and it seems like today's world is even worse and uh, I I wish we still well we do have good school resource officers here but uh, there's there's just so many people in the schools now it's hard to be an influence with so many of them isn't there they they get to see you at uh, at different type of situation, uh, situations and where you can uh, um, take a stand against those that are trying to be bad influences to other kids. But um, I, I, uh, I wish it was like it was when we first started the school resource officer program where we had a major influence with working with the principals all the rules were set up and uh nothing was as complicated as it is now uh there's some kids in in schools that you can't even touch anymore Mm. which i have never understood that because it would be a lot safer for everyone concerned if the the officer could take charge and and control the situation from the very first minute 
And uh, it, what would you do in a situation where we have uh, gone to protecting the kid over all the other kids that are in the school? It, it totally disrupts each classroom. And uh, it, it doesn't seem like there's any uh, uh, reason at all why they have allowed just a few kids to basically disrupt everything that's going on in the schools. Well, I, and I tell you, every situation is different, but, you know, honestly, it's gotten to the point where you're right that there's so many rules and regulations that, uh, and laws now that forbid, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, um, laying hands on, and, and I'm not advocating that a law enforcement officer should run in there and lay hands on anybody. I'm just saying that in certain situations where either the kid is in a position where he's going to hurt himself or a teacher or another student, yeah. that, that you got to take action. And, uh, you know, and, you know, we, we did a lot of de uh, tabletop exercises and training. We trained, trained, trained and trained on scenarios and situations just like that. Yeah. Is that at some point you got to intervene uh, and you, you don't have really have a choice. You don't have a choice, regardless mm -hmm. of what what the laws or the rules and regs would say, is that if that child or that individual is hurting themselves another student or an administrator or a teacher you have to intervene mm -hmm. and uh, you know um, you know you it may get you in trouble later but yeah but if you don't do something now it's going to get worse for those other those other individuals in the room and so you had you have to make a decision so yeah the press will be uh, beating their drums on, yeah. on how you abuse the child and yeah. all of that and yeah. uh, there, there's no common sense to any of it anymore. Yeah. And, you know, I was really um, down on um, body cameras for police officers at first because I was old school, you know. But, when, you know, once I figured out that, hey, it's, you know, it's no longer my word against them. It's now on camera. I'm yeah. like, I'm all for this yeah. because I'm not going to lie about it. And it's all on video. So let's have it. You know, put it. You know, put me on video. Put the situation on video. Um, you know, when I was in Lebanon, you know, they, they we all had uh, body cameras, and I'm thankful for it. Uh, yeah. You know, because at no time can someone lie and say I did something I didn't do. Yeah. So, I think that makes a big difference, and I and I hope that uh, all law enforcement, you know, Metro just finally did go to body cameras, and you know, they were the last one to resist to put them on them. Yeah. But it's it's just smart to have them. Well, you remember, and I do, and it's one of the tragedies of, of law enforcement, and, and, and those things happen. We had one of our detectives responding to mm -hmm. a, um, they needed a backup right away. Yep. And uh, unfortunately, uh, a, a child, a young child ran out in front of the vehicle, and the child was killed. And uh, and everybody was out there saying, uh they were against the officer uh, saying that he, he had uh, 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 run over the child and something needed to be done with him. And uh, uh, I, I got to see all the information that, that uh, was possible. And um, they were demanding that the, the officer be fired and, uh, and prosecuted. Well, uh, he was taken to court, 
and uh, I never will forget uh, I was going to keep him on the job because of the information that I had seen was totally against him and uh, but there was one young girl that's right who had the courage that's right to step forward and and pretty much said it wasn't his fault we were playing chicken and we were trying to run across and um none of that was brought up in in the first part but uh thank goodness that 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 young lady felt her responsibility to come forward and tell the truth and the media was just really just trying to eat it up of course when it's a law enforcement officer involved and he was uh found uh, not guilty but before that he came to me and said uh well he said sheriff jones he said uh uh i feel like i'm putting too much pressure on the department so i'm gonna resign and uh i said i don't really want you to and he says well i feel it's it i need to because of all the bad things right. that are being said right. and then of course he was found innocent and uh he came back and then of course when that 2010 election was over with. They ended up firing him soon we left. But uh, uh, it's a shame in a lot of ways that um, the media controls what goes on in law enforcement. Yeah, and all it takes is the, uh, the head of the law enforcement agency to step forward and make the right calls. You, you, you just can't let media run over you. But uh, we're living in a strange world right now, and people with their cameras, they want to get officers in trouble, so they'll find a way to mm-hmm. to run a snapshot of what was going on. So yeah. it, it's, it's, it's different, but uh, it's different in a very negative way. We're, we're letting the bad guys pretty much run the show anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think I think back to that case, Truman, and that thank God that young lady had the courage yes. to come forward. Yeah. Because if she hadn't, that officer would probably be behind bars for the rest of his life, or at least until you know, for no long, no yeah. telling how long. Um, but thank God for that young lady coming forward, and, and thank God for good uh, law enforcement officers across this country that are still keeping as much as they can safe w- w- when people are looking over their shoulders all the time yeah and, and that's why i say that uh you know you know if he had had a camera and back then when that happened cameras and cars there it just wasn't everyday thing it's so yeah. expensive and the technology wasn't very good but but if he had had a camera in that car if he had body camera where mm-hmm. you know Everything would have been on film, and everything everybody would have known what have had, had happened at that time. Yeah. And of course, you're right. The media would have pros, uh, prosecuted and been the judge and jury in that case, no, no matter what they saw, um, simply because a young lady died. Yeah. And, and it's such a regrettable incident, and it's such a terrible incident. But the officer was responding to a call, you know, yeah. and so. All right. We got a caller on the line. Caller, welcome <laughs> aboard with Bill Kennedy. You're all talking about something that's really hitting home. Let me ask you all something about it. Have you all seen a commercial that's saying somebody's in trouble? Police has been locking up kids, and they even giving out the phone number that you can call because they're telling it like, if you call this number, you can sue the police. Have you all heard about this? 
No, but I'm not surprised. Up. Have you all heard about that? No, no. Yeah, but they, sir, it is a commercial out. I thought you all had heard about this. They said the kids I, were locked up. Really, it, what they're saying is, as though this lot of underage kids had been locked up illegally. Y'all ain't got heard nothing, nothing about that. No, but I, I did see something. I saw something, um, and I didn't get it all. Okay. But it looked like that uh, the media was giving the attorney's name uh, uh, and phone number of the one who's trying to prosecute that or, might, or sue that. It may have been that way, but I, I said I couldn't wait to ask you about that because I just, yeah. I'm like, what? But you know what? Nowadays, like we always said in the old songs, the good guys die young. Yeah. Because everywhere you look, Truman, we, we, we know, we just just got to call it like it is. You can be as good as you want to be. If you don't watch it, your day is going to come. Oh, you're exactly right. Where's the honest to act? Let's be honest. Because, you, you know, you can be good, but you better watch your back and watch your walk. Let's call well, it like it is. But that's, that shocked me because I couldn't wait to ask you what did you, had you heard about it? Because they said a lot of kids were locked up illegally, like you said, and I think of somebody trying to get some money off of somebody. But I thought you maybe you heard about that. Well, I'm not surprised. It's today's world, Casey. I understand. I agree. Every time you look around, there's something going on that we always thought when we were growing up that stuff that we used to be bad, let's put on brakes. Now it's good. Yeah. Are we in the twilight zone? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a good day. You too, Casey. You know, I think most of the people want things done correctly. Uh, it's just that um, the ones that um, are on the other side seem to be winning out right now because yeah. they're 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 given uh, the media's uh, chance to go out and make money and 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 uh, of course money's the the side uh, everything right now money seems to be the the thing that draws everybody to it mm-hmm. and uh, that that that's a sad 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 thing and and it's it, it's heightened by social media and yeah. and every everybody just about everybody in this country right now has a mini computer in their pocket and they're on that mini computer for hours and hours and hours a day and social yeah. media has influenced us dramatically and you're right Truman that the, every time you pull that little computer out of your pocket you see something negative or some, something bad's happening so you're right you you know you've been touched just about by everything. You are uh, ha- you have childcare mm-hmm. uh, programs going on in mm-hmm. Rutherford County, and uh, the the kids are what what age are we talking about now? Well, we um we we usually have one to five year olds. Um, sometimes like during summer break or fall break or winter break, we'll have um kids that we had in the past come back because their parents need care and so uh, we can have up till 12 years old Um, usually we don't have anybody over seven or eight years old but um, most of our kids are between one and five years old 
um, do you find that the young people, um, I, I guess I really shouldn't get into parenting <laughs> with, with <laughs> the kids. I, I, may, I may be jumping off of a cliff here. So, uh, But the, the young kids now, do they seem uh, any different than... Uh, you raised uh, yours, uh, and I raised mine, and, and uh, um, we had strict rules with the young people back then. I think the kids were more structured uh, back in those times. Um, I, I remember there was a time when we would have law enforcement officers come and try to teach us, the sheriffs uh, across the state, uh, what uh, the rules were when it came to uh, spanking a kid and things like that, and uh, and I sat there and listened to one one time, and I said, "Where in the world is he coming from?" Because um, it 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 wasn't in our uh, law rules here in the state of Tennessee, and uh, I, I asked him. I said, "Where did you find this particular part in in, in the?" Uh, uh, Tennessee rule of laws and uh, well he said that pretty much telling me he had heard it is what basically what he said right, he right. didn't know how it was supposed to be structured and and there for a time you know it's gotten uh, pretty much in every family that you can't spank your kids anymore or you can't uh, beat them which basically uh, some would spank them on the rear end with their hands or with a um, a yardstick. I mean, it would get our attention, but it wasn't abuse. Yeah. And uh, um, when you give a, a a kid a chance to get by with something, they're going to do it. I yeah. don't care how good they are. And when you're not able to uh, uh, teach the kid the difference between right and wrong, um. I, I've seen so many things change in, in the household. I've had parents come to my uh, office and and uh, tell me that they don't spank their child, and that's why their child is cussing them in that office. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that. Um, I went to Vermont to teach a school resource officer class one time, and back then, uh, this was several years ago, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, I was in Vermont, and we, they were talking about in Vermont, you know, corporal punishment was illegal. And, and I said, well, not in Tennessee. And they were all aghast yeah. that, that corporal punishment still was still involved in Tennessee. But, yeah, you know, especially with our our facilities, uh, you know, we, we time out and then we correct mm -hmm. and then we redirect. And so what we do is anytime a child is uh, not doing what they're supposed to do, we pull them over to the side, talk to them redirect them if they continue to do the same um, incident where they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing then we'll sit them down next to us and and then after a few seconds we'll stand them up and we'll ask them well what are you doing wrong and have them tell us hey you know I shouldn't be doing what you what I was doing mm -hmm. and so we try to redirect um, at no time do we uh, ever lay hands on or punish kids anymore um, that that is something you know we can't do. Uh, DHS, DCS, um, they'd be knocking on our doors if if uh, you know, any of that were to occur. Um, and uh, so, what our goal is to push them in the right direction 
um, by talking to them about what they were doing wrong. Mm -hmm. Well, we all know things can happen. I remember when Barry, my youngest son, um, we had uh, a home uh, where we would uh, take him before we all went to, both Jackie and I would go to work. And, and uh, one day uh, found out that Barry had a bruise on him. And she was saying that uh, that her son had hit him with a uh, one of those toy guns, mm -hmm. and uh, it really did bother me because a bruise. I think it, it was in the, the around the head area, and and it was easy to see and everything like that. But um, we just basically took Barry out of that home simply because. I wasn't happy with it, but um, as as if they had spanked Barry during that time and made a bruise on his rear end, um, I I don't know exactly how I would have done that. But but it's it's a very difficult thing to oh, yeah. be mm -hmm. someone who takes care of other uh, people's children. It's oh, yeah. very difficult, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, you know, because these parents trust you in, for, for the care of the yeah. pe the people they love most on earth. And yeah. and we got to love them just as much, as, you know, like as if they were our, our own kids or our own grandbabies. Yeah. And, you know, the, the, the scenario that you described happens a lot more than you think. Yeah. These young people, <laughs> you know, they throw things at each other and, uh, you know, they get aggressive with each other. You know, they're, they're just kids. And so... Yeah. You know, and again, what we all we can do is document. Hey, Jimmy hit Joey, yeah. <laughs> and so, and so uh, you know, we take a picture, we document time and date that it occurred, and if anything was that, you know, we tell the parents at the end of the day, hey, this is what happened to your child, mm -hmm. um, so that they understand. And even sometimes uh, we'll text them and let them know, hey, just let you know, Jimmy hit Joey, and so, um, and if there was any question ever by somebody of a uh, of some authority, well then here here's our doc documentation jimmy hit joey on this date this time with with uh, a, a play car or whatever mm -hmm. just so everybody is transparent and everybody knows what has happened and what's happening you're absolutely right <laughs> you never want to have a child go home with a bruise that nobody knows about and sometimes we even have parents who will call saying hey uh, we do have a child you know our child has a bruise uh, it's like oh yeah here i forgot to tell you at the end of the day this is what happened and here's the documentation as to what happened. But you're right. You know, it's it's a it's a serious situation when you're entrusted with so the responsibility of of kids. It's a tough business to be in. It is. Isn't it? it is a tough business because you got people looking over your shoulder all the time. Not just the parents, but mm -hmm. uh, the state. Uh, it, it, it's it's tough to get in the business to start with. Oh yeah, we're trying to opening our fourth one, and um, we have uh, the fire marshals coming out, and we have uh, all kind of inspectors coming out. It you know, and you want to be affiliated with a state-run organization um, because there are so many roles and so much oversight, and the, the and the oversight is there for a reason. That oversight is there to protect not only the children but also the the business owner. And so, uh, you know, I I like it. I like it when DHS comes over and says, "Hey, what's going on? Hey, come on in." And uh, 
you know, DCS, if, uh, you know, we, sometimes we deal with, um, um, foster kids. Mm -hmm. We'll have foster kids in our programs. Well, DCS and DHS will come out and visit all the time just to inspect the foster kid and the environment that they're in. So I, I encourage and like the oversight. What I don't like is these small homes, uh, that, um, these, these small homes that have more than four children that they're looking after and they're not licensed. Um, because they're not going. How do they get to do that? They're not supposed to. You're only supposed to have four kids if you're not licensed. Um, uh -huh. And you know that that's kind of what's hurting us in Woodbury. You know, we have a Woodbury um, uh, daycare that um, you know, we'll have we'll have some people out there that watch more than four children and um, who aren't licensed, and they only charge half as much as what we charge. And, and the reason we charge what we do, and we're a lot less than everybody else, is because we have to go through, we have to have insurance, we have to go through licensing, you know, there's so Talking much. about liability insurance? We have to have liability insurance, you know, we have to have, uh, we have to go through training every year, so mm -hmm. all of those are expenses. And those those uh, homes that that don't have to go through that, well, you know, they just pocket, they just pocket the money, mm -hmm. and they don't have any, any oversight. So, uh, parents, they need to be aware of all those things they do and um how do you get the word out is it from parent to other parents or how, how does that happen or or do some people go through the state they do there is a website out there dhs has a website with all of the certified in-home and centers um, throughout the state and mm -hmm. a lot of times most people will call us because they see our name on a site that's near their location, nearby. Yeah. Um, I would say that 80% of all of our children come from referrals from other parents that, yeah. that we've already had. You know, somebody's looking for childcare and they're like, hey, you need to go see Creative Kids because they do a wonderful job. And so we get most of our uh, uh, young people through that. Well, and then I remember when I was a kid, uh, Mama would work with three other homes and they and they would uh, uh, that way they would save themselves a lot of trips where uh, uh, maybe in our neighborhood mom would take three other uh, parents uh, uh, kids to school one week and then they would switch the next mm -hmm. I guess you got a lot of that don't you oh yeah I like the co-op it's it, they're calling it co-oping now yeah I, re I really like that now that where we all pitch in and say hey it's my week or it's my turn to to take these four or five kids to do whatever we're going to do yeah now it's your turn so I can go do what I got to do I really like that concept I like that idea and again it it, it takes you back to a time where you know we got to know each other. We got to, yeah. and we trusted each other. And uh, you know. do you have uh, some of the parents may uh, sit with you for a while before they go to work, or, oh, yeah. or pick them up early so that they they can come by and build up a relationship? I, that, I can see where that would work. Oh yeah. Well, in the morning, you know, it's usually drop off and go because they got to get to work. But at yeah. the end, but at the end of the day, it's a lot of, hey, how was your day? Well, let me tell you about mine. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, you know, um, my daughters and Melissa, they have a, you know, they built a lot of friendships with a lot of our parents because yeah. they they just sit there and talk at the end of the day about how their day went and how their children went because you know then Melissa and my daughters they can. Uh, 
tell them, you know, hey, look, look what, look what your child did today. This is amazing stuff, you know, uh, uh, because it's a, it's we're a preschool more than a daycare. We, yeah. we teach we teach a lot of material, and so um, by the end of the day, there's several sheets of paper going home with their children, and so you know, that, a lot of that is taken care of at the end of the day. When you walk in the room with the kids, do you overwhelm them? Because you're you're a big guy. I mean, yeah. you can still play uh, over the center or something like that in football. Well, it's funny because they all come up and run. They all run up and hug me. Every one of them. That yeah. sounds like Bubba Howell. <laughs> it does. That's right. Bless his heart. And you know, when I'll go back to my. Uh, the, our last house uh, and I still have all those kids over there and when I walk into the playground they'll all come up and hug me and, and say oh Mr. Bill and you know I got I got to give them a little bit of hug and, and tell them how wonderful they are for the day and and then just seconds later they run off and start playing again yeah <laughs> so, you know their, their attention span is not not that great so. isn't it funny how kids can just really um become part of your life because oh, yeah. uh i remember when you remember when bubba we started the school resource officer program and of course bubba's big guy and uh he came in my office and said well that's just kindergarten cops <laughs> and yeah. i said bubba is i i think you would make a, a a good school resource officer i'm not doing that well about a month later he comes in my office and said i want to do it I said, what changed your mind? He said, I just think that you guys are right. I think it will make a difference in the mm -hmm. schools. So he goes out to a country school. He was from Smyrna. So he goes out to Rockville. And uh, about as different as I ever thought that, it, that he would want to go to. And within a month's time, he, he came and told me, he said, you know, Truman, you were right. He said, every time I walk through that door, front door, going into school, they all run to me and they hug me. And, and uh, he said, I feel like a rock star. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and that is so and, true. And they, and they just change your complete attitude oh, of yeah. everything that's going on, oh, the kids yeah. do. Yeah, honestly, you know, not everybody's built to be a school resource officer. It, it yeah. really takes a special person. But I really wish that law enforcement could just understand and feel that that love that the yeah. you know because a lot of times you know you, you you get so jaded by getting out on the road and the only thing you see all day is bad stuff yeah but in the schools you know 90 percent of your day is amazing you know there's that there's that time where you have to act or react to situations but most of the time it's young people just wanting to be your friend and yeah. and they're needing a friend and they're needing someone to talk to and so um, it, if you watch any of that Parkland uh, stuff, as far as the, what was happening in in the in, in, when they were brought to justice mm -hmm. and uh, that one, oh my gosh, yeah, I, I, it, it was hard to watch. But um, when a school resource officer does not do his job right. correctly, yep. things People, go bad. So you have to have the right ones in the school. Oh, that's right. Um, you know, it, it, I can remember when it happened and it just made me sick. It made yeah. me ill. Uh, I was like, man, that guy could have stopped 90% of that yeah. if he just had the courage to go do it. And he just didn't have the courage to go do it. Yeah. And I, I, I know he was being prosecuted for it. I don't know whether he, he still is or not. 
I know the guy that did the shooting just pled guilty to it just the yeah. other day. Um, but what a sad, sad turn of events where, you know, you are entrusted with the safety of those kids. Yeah. And, you know, back, back when we started the program, you know, it was always the philosophy, sit and wait for SWAT. Well, there's no way I was going to wait for SWAT. I was yeah. going to, you know, I'm going to put me between any gun and any kid. And, and I think most SROs, you know, most law enforcement are of the same mentality. I'm going in and, uh, you know, I'm going to try to take this person out uh, yeah. before they hurt anybody else. Can you imagine listening to all those young people yep. being murdered yep. and you have an opportunity to make a difference? I just, yeah. man, I don't even like to talk bad about officers, but that, that was one that really yeah, that, uh, that was went a, home to me and, and any other school resource officer. That was the worst case of cowardice uh, in law enforcement that I have ever noted, that I have ever seen. Yeah. And so, yeah, and I actually know the guy. I've, um, I've been to several trainings with him. Um, and, uh, you know, he always seemed to be a, a straight-up good guy. But, you know, when, when it hits the fan, yeah, then you know, <laughs> you know who's, who's courageous and who's cowardice. Yeah. And obviously yeah. on that day and that time, he was cowardice. So. Well, another good day, Bill. Is it already over? Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> well, you want to go on for another hour or so? Well, we're, I'm having such a good time. Yeah, it, I always have a good time with you. Yeah. I mean, it's there. There's no group that gets along better than law enforcement that I know of. It doesn't matter where you're uh, in the sheriff's department, police department, uh, uh, all those other investigative levels uh, in our country. Um, they're just a bond there, and you see things that other people, uh, thank goodness for them, never see. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, it, it, it's time for this country to stand up and, and um, know that they're all out there for you. And for us now, since we're no longer law enforcement officers, I'm, I'm, I'm glad the men with the badges are still out there protecting our interests and that's that's pretty special all right guys we'll see you in the morning at nine from nhc's adams place home of premier senior living on memorial boulevard it's the truman show on news radio wgns FM 100.5 and 101.9 AM 1450 and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.